Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Have you ever felt overwhelmed by the idea of creating a healthier home and making some changes maybe to your products or the way you're shopping or eating? Maybe you've heard through the grapevine or here or there that it's good to try to eat organic or that there's toxic chemicals in certain household cleaning products or beauty products and all of that sounds concerning but also very overwhelming and maybe even a little out there. (laughs) If you're anything like I was a year ago, whenever my friends would talk about, you know, switches they were making to non-toxic products or um, how they were buying local organic meat and things like that, I always kind of would think, Wow, that sounds like a lot of effort. Why? You know, and um, anyways, if you've ever found yourself in that spot and just maybe even have some curiosity or interest in making some of these changes or have tried to but gotten frustrated because it's been hard to find reliable, good companies that have really, you know, clean ingredients and are sourcing things well and just feeling frustrated. This episode's going to be, I think, really helpful for you. I've learned a lot through conversations with Taryn, and I'll give you the forewarning that hearing everything at once of you know, everything from water to um, toxins that can occur in a home to foods that we eat to products, it can all feel a little bit overwhelming. And so we wanted to make sure to preface this episode in saying that we want to be grace-based in any of the changes that we make in our homes or lifestyles, and it doesn't have to be overnight. I want to highlight that Taryn is going to share her journey and also so much that she's learned and researched. She's done a lot of the research for us and is essentially kind of brokering that knowledge to us, if you will, in this episode and just highlighting some resources and some places that she's been able to find um, reliable sources for meat or produce or other household um, items and needs that are truly the best option. And she's really in the process of creating a more self-sustaining lifestyle as well with a farm and gardens and all of the things, which you may not find yourself in a season where you can go and do all of that. I'm certainly not in a season where I can, you know, have a full-time garden and a farm and a working farm right now. And that's okay. I love to learn from from Taryn and just be able to get a better idea of, but what are some things that I can do proactively, even with my life as it is right now, even if that's, you know, even if farming and all of the other things may be a little bit out of my reach in this time in my life, although that sounds lovely. Um, what can I be doing? What steps can I be taking right now? What are some reliable companies and resources that I should know about? Um, even in my local area, how can I find them? And she's really unpacking that for us and giving us some great first steps or next steps. So wherever you are on your journey, whether you've started uh, researching a little bit into a more clean lifestyle or have no 
have never even really thought much about it, but may maybe have a little bit of curiosity or maybe have already started trying to make some product swaps and are just trying to learn like, is what I'm buying actually good or is it what what Taryn's going to teach us called greenwashing where it's just marketed to be clean or healthier or more natural but perhaps isn't. And so she's going to teach us a lot about how to know that, how to how to do our own research, how to understand um, what we're really purchasing, what we're what we're putting in our bodies and in our homes and just some of those first steps we can be taking and resources we can be using to start cultivating and building a healthier home. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Taryn Robinson. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley. Hey, Taryn, welcome to She. Hey. I am, Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so excited to get to dig into this conversation with you because, well, actually, I think we connected on Instagram. You sent me some yes. great resources and some great ideas on ways to, I had shared a little bit about making the shift to more natural lifestyle and living. And you, I don't even know, like, exactly. I just remember thinking, holy cow, this girl is providing so much <laughs> knowledge for me. It was so helpful. I, I just, like, spewed everything I knew at you. <laughs> I loved it. No, I was like, okay, wait, this is really helpful information. And things that I, I never really knew, I mean... I just never really looked into it before and it really prompted me to do more research. So I've since learned even more, but you really did kind of help provide some first steps. And I think that's the biggest thing for people when we're making the shift to either a more organic or like, you know, natural lifestyle or just trying to um, even, you know, we're going to talk a little bit about homesteading and things like that, but or homestead living, but when it comes to wellness and all of that, I think it can just feel like this overwhelming mountain of where do I even start? Once we start peeling back the layers and seeing all the things that can be bad for us or that are actually not healthy that we've been told are healthy, it's like, oh my gosh, it's so overwhelming. And that's where your message met me when you reached out. I was like, I am in the middle of feeling like I'm looking at a mountain and you broke it down in a really helpful way. So thank you for that. And we're going to do that for the listeners now, which I'm so excited about. But before we do, can you share a little bit on your story in your background, what led you to this place of sustainable homestead living and pursuing wellness and this whole kind of journey that you've been on? I'd love to hear about. Yeah. So basically my husband and I started out, we, um, we had all kinds of different jobs, some like your normal kind of office jobs, some very, um, off the wall, like crazy jobs that you don't <laughs> think of. Um, my husband was a UFC fighter for years, uh, fought in the UFC on some really big shows on pay-per-view and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's taught jujitsu. Um, he was a youth pastor for a while. And then I have a background in like visual merchandising for Nordstrom. I went to school for graphic design. Um, I did some like headhunting or like recruiting type jobs. Um, and then I had my own photography business. Mm-hmm. And we just both worked a lot of hours. We were both really passionate about things we were doing. We weren't sure if we'd ever have kids. Um, and we literally just like saw anything you can buy at any restaurant, fast food place, anything from the store, everything's safe. It's been through, you know, it's been tested. It's been proven mm-hmm. to be safe and there's nothing to worry about. It's all fine. We literally like bought anything that was on clearance. It was just like, mm-hmm. we didn't care. We just figured everything was safe. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, I kind of, so my whole life, I, for some reason, I just never wanted to be set on having kids because I just, I mean, you hear stories of people who, you know, find out they can't for whatever reason. And um, 
I just didn't want to get set on it. Cause I thought mm-hmm. if I can't, I don't want to have that heartbreak. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't, you know, like, so we always just kind of decided, you know, maybe we'll have kids. Maybe we won't. If we do, um, maybe we'll even adopt and not have any kids of our own. So around like 30, we decided talking more and our more friends and family were having babies. And so we thought, well, you know, let's go ahead and try and mm-hmm. see what happens. Still hadn't let myself get excited about it. Mm-hmm. So we tried for a few months. I found out I was pregnant and we, well, I had a home positive home test. We went mm-hmm. to my OB and she confirmed she had an ultrasound. Everything looked great. There was a strong heartbeat. And she basically reassured me like, Hey, you're healthy. The baby's healthy. Nothing you can do is going to harm anything. Mm -hmm. So we went about just doing our normal things. Like I had kind of seen and heard about how you could, you should switch certain products that you're using and not use certain things when you're pregnant and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I was somewhat like, you know, starting to look into this a little bit and Mm -hmm. switch out some products. Um, But I really thought, you know, it's not a big deal. So, um, a little bit, like a couple days before my 12 week appointment, I had some spotting. So I called my doctor. She said, Hey, go ahead and come in. She was sure everything was fine. And she was going to be able to reassure us by doing an ultrasound. And, um, you know, she, when we got there, she was getting us all excited to see, you know, kicking arms and legs mm-hmm. and a baby and, um, and there was no heartbeat. And at that time in our lives, I didn't know of anyone, like people don't really talk about it. People mm-hmm. talk about it more now, I feel like, mm-hmm. but I think it's starting to become more normalized, you know? Yes. Mm -hmm. Like more people are coming out and talking about it. But Mm -hmm. at that time, I didn't know anybody who had had one. I didn't think. Mm -hmm. Come to find out, tons of people I knew had gone through it and they just Mm -hmm. didn't talk about it. Yeah. Crazy. (laughs) So, um, but it was not even on our radar. And so we were devastated because at this point I had allowed myself Mm -hmm. to get excited and Mm -hmm. start dreaming and planning for the future. And then it was just taken away and I yeah. could not understand I knew God had a plan mm-hmm. but I was so frustrated because I'm like God why did you let me get so excited I'm like yep. why did you let right me, when you let you your know, guard down <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just to have it all taken away and when it's your first one which you know mm-hmm. you then you wonder am I ever going to have kids now yep. is, is it ever going to be a possibility for us to have our own kid, mm-hmm. kids and so um anyway we were devastated so we started trying again a couple months later found out we were pregnant again, went in for our first ultrasound, just hoping and praying that there was a heartbeat and there were three. Mm. <laughs> so, um, it was funny cause we joked about how we had too many people praying for us because <laughs> <laughs> we had told everybody we had announced the first pregnancy at 10 weeks and then mm-hmm. we found out at 12 weeks that the baby hadn't survived. And so we had so many people praying for us. And, um, so anyway, we found out we were having triplets. So that changed everything. Cause mm-hmm. here we were like, we had this plan, right? We yeah. had like saved up money and we had bought a house and we had all these things in place for what we thought was going to be perfect place to start a family. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden we're having three babies at one time. Um, shortly after that, I lost my job, which, um, I had been doing contract work. So mm-hmm. basically, companies hire you for like six months at a time and you don't get any benefits. It's just straight pay, but it's pretty good hourly pay. Um, They might renew your contract for like another six months or another six months, but after 18 months, they can't keep you on anymore. Hmm. So I was supposed to be at this job through basically like through my second into my third trimester, which was going to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Well then right toward the end of the first trimester, they decided to take all of their people that they had on contract and say, sorry, we don't need you guys anymore. We hired this other company to do this work and cut off our contracts like no notice. So here I am pregnant with triplets um, and jobless Mm -hmm. and there's no way I'm going to be able to take on another contract job. There's no way I'm going to get another full-time job. 
um, pregnant with triplets. I've already done enough research to know that there's a good chance I'm going to be on bed rest. There's a good mm-hmm. chance I'm going to be admitted to the hospital at some point. There's a good chance we're going to have preemies. There's a good chance we're going to have preemies in the NICU for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, we had to quickly evaluate where we were. Mm-hmm. So we put our house on Craigslist. We rented it out. We moved in with my in-laws. Um, we ended up spending about four months total in the hospital with mm-hmm. between my pregnancy and the babies. And that was an incredibly eye-opening experience for us. Um, We were there 24-7. We never left the babies alone without one of us there. Mm -hmm. And by the time we got discharged and we came home, we had three preemies at home during cold flu season with feeding tubes. (laughs) So they're like special needs. They're requiring a lot of attention to make sure they grow and thrive. Um, and our main priority at that point was we need to keep these babies and us as healthy as possible, as naturally as possible, because mm-hmm. these poor little tiny babies have been through so much mm-hmm. in such a short time. Um, and we just wanted to give their bodies a break mm-hmm. and be able to keep ourselves healthy and make sure they didn't end up back in the hospital. Mm-hmm. So this led us on this huge journey to researching and then it's just one of those things where like the more you learn the more you realize you don't know yeah it's true it's true (laughs) it's like that's what I'm talking about with the mountain of like this is so overwhelming yeah Mm yeah and all you can do is like we have the saying we say all the time is we know better we do better so Mm -hmm. we're constantly bombarded with all of this new information whether it's long-term effects of toxins in our homes Mm -hmm. what foods are actually good for us what fad diets are not good for us Mm -hmm. um and we only know what we know and we do the best we can with the information we have at the time right yeah Um, So my goal now is to empower people to make your next decision a better one. So I don't want to tell you that what you did yesterday was wrong Mm because you did the best you could with the information you had, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So none of us are perfect. We're constantly learning. And I just want to help people take control of their health and feel confident in doing that um, and just taking one step at a time. Mm That's great. Okay, lots of questions. You ready for them? (laughs) I know everyone's like on the edge of their seats like, wait, how do I do this? Okay. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. 
Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low-tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. When it comes to listing your home for sale, everyone and their mom has advice. Oh, honey, who's going to want to buy this place on a cul-de-sac? It's literally a dead end. But for professional advice, a REMAX agent actually knows best. Let's start with a neighborhood analysis. I've been seeing lots of buyers looking to move here. REMAX is the most trusted name in real estate. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Based on 2022 BrandSpark American Trust Study. Each office independently owned and operated. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. So speaking on like perspective and just understanding and defining what this is, let's start there. Um, what would you say? Cause I think, like I said, it can feel like this big overwhelming mountain. It's a lot. And so let's start by defining what, how would you dis- define what homestead living or being more self-sufficient and living in this more natural way? How, do, like, let's look through your lens for a second. How, do, how does that look to you? How do you define that? Yeah. So I mean, our goal is to be pretty self-sufficient or self-sustainable as far as not relying on, you know, big companies and stuff Mm -hmm. to give us everything that we need. Um, But that's, I mean, that's a big thing to accomplish Mm -hmm. (laughs) to actually truly get off grid. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're not necessarily looking to go like move, you know, to the middle Mm -hmm. of the mountains, Mm -hmm hours from anybody and anything um but we're just trying to do the best we can with what we have right now so Mm -hmm. to us it really looks like growing and providing as much of our own food as we can um making a lot of our own like household products if we can't find good clean ones um finding companies that we trust so it's kind of like going back to the old days where they used to like if i had a cow and i had milk but i didn't have you know garden and produce Mm -hmm. i would trade my neighbor and hey i'll give you milk if you give me some vegetables so Mm -hmm. kind of going back to that in a way Mm -hmm. um where we're trying to provide as much as we can um ourselves and then what we can't provide ourselves find good sources to get it Um, so that might mean like 
finding a local farmer that we can get stuff from, or it might mean finding a company, like we have a company that we order um, all of our seafood from and it comes frozen in the mail. They're in Alaska. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we can't just like drive up the street yeah, and just get like, hey, can you, uh... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, like we're in the middle of Kentucky, you know, mm-hmm. we're landlocked. Mm-hmm. Um, but in order to get good, fresh seafood that's good for us, we buy it from this company, they ship it, it's flash frozen, it's basically the freshest you can get where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, so we just are finding those companies and it's taken years of research to do this, to find the right companies and find the right, mm-hmm. um, resources for all this stuff. So that's why I'm passionate about helping other people find these things or just give them everything we've found yeah. to help kind of with the jumping off point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So let's, let's talk about kind of the growing your own food and stuff. How did you start doing that? Was that, were you a gardener at heart all the time? Because I'm going to tell you right now, Taryn, I started a garden and I got four kale leaves out of it. Like it was a rough start. So I count that as a win. We got something, but a bunch of bugs and like moles ate up my garden. So I'd love to know what that beginning was like for you. So here's the thing with gardening and with anything that we've done and are doing. Um, so my husband and I are like very opposite ends of the spectrum with like, we want to try something new. Mm-hmm. I want to like research the heck out of it yeah, <laughs> and do it the exact right way and know exactly how we're going to do it before we get started. He's basically like, let's just try it and see mm-hmm. what happens. And then we'll, you know, trial and error, like mm-hmm. we'll change it from there. So we kind of balanced each other out. So when we first started talking about gardening, I was doing all kinds of research and figuring out like, you know, and that's one of those things like the rabbit hole where Mm -hmm. there's so much to learn. (laughs) You can quickly get overwhelmed and just throw in the towel and say, okay, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. Mm -hmm. It's too hard Mm -hmm. Um, with all the pH balance of the soil and amending with different things. And there's just so much in exact dates when you should plant what and when you should harvest what and Mm -hmm. There's just so much that goes into it. So for a couple of years, we had tried and said we were going to do it, and we didn't. And then two years ago, two summers ago, um, we had moved to a new house on five acres, and my husband basically just like built a bunch of garden beds, um, went out and bought some starter plants from the store that were organic and non-GMO, and just started planting things, having mm-hmm. no idea what we were doing, and things grew. Wow. <laughs> And it was awesome. We had cucumbers and we had tomatoes. and hmm. but Well, that just we goes also, to show a good life lesson right there. Sometimes we try to like plan and control and figure it. it all out. And it's <laughs> yes. usually when we just let go and we're like, eh, we'll see yes. what happens. <laughs> that it works yes, out. We'll figure it out later. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but we had, I mean, we had obstacles. We lost some plants. We got bugs that we didn't know how to deal with. Um, you know, it was a learning mm-hmm. curve. But then the next summer we thought, okay, now, so last year we had these squash bugs and last year we had, you know, this problem with this plant. And so this year let's do things a little bit differently with that and see if we can try to eliminate some of these problems that we came into. And then mm-hmm. this last year, this was our third summer gardening and we were able to do even more. And we feel like next year is really going to be the year that we're going to like, our garden just going to take off and we're really going to be able to do a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just trial and error and you time. just have to do it and yeah. see what works for you um, and see what you prefer, what methods you prefer. And but just don't try to plan it out and don't yeah. try to have all of the answers before you start because you'll never start. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, that's good to know because my four <laughs> kale leaves were struggling. <laughs> And you got to start somewhere. Everybody starts at zero. (laughs) Yes. We had kale grow like crazy, but every year we've had kale, it's like covered in caterpillars and bugs. Oh, geez. Yeah. Still trying to figure that one out. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Okay. 
Well, that's good to know. Okay, so let's, I would love to know, I just have a lot of questions, but I think um, my my next question would be, what are some biggest, what are some of the biggest challenges that you face in regard to healthy living and what do you do to navigate those? Yeah, so I think the biggest challenge is that because this is coming, becoming more um, prevalent and more mm-hmm. popular and more kind of the fad thing, you know, people are wanting to go more toward healthy, natural mm-hmm. Um, and so because of that, companies have caught on and there's a lot of companies that are greenwashing mm-hmm. their labels. So they're saying things on their labels that are hot words that they know are going to attract you to it um, and make you feel like it's a good product, whether mm-hmm. it's food or household products, um, when it's actually not. And there's mm-hmm. all kinds of things. They they actually, they're very tricky about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. One in the labeling and two even just in the ingredient list. Mm-hmm. So if they figure out like sugar, they figured out people were trying to avoid sugar, right? So mm-hmm. then they start calling it hundreds of other names mm-hmm. that people don't know. And so you think you're buying something that maybe doesn't have a lot of sugar in it. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. it's packed with sugar. Mm-hmm. They're just calling it something different. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the hardest thing um, is navigating yeah. what's truly a good product. Mm-hmm. And I think the only way to really do that and know is by knowing the farmer, um, knowing the people that are actually making the products. Hmm. And you can't always do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's hard. I mean, even reading labels right. and organic, like we try to buy everything organic, but even organic is flawed. Right. Um, so if I'm in charge of who gets to say their stuff is organic, but you have to pay me in order for me to approve you and say, yes, you can label your stuff organic. Mm-hmm. Am I going to really keep that close an eye on you if it means me losing money if I take away your organic certification? Probably mm-hmm. not. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. It's flawed. It's a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. So even organic, you can't truly trust. And there's products that are labeled organic that have tested positive for glyphosate in them. Mm-hmm. Um So really by getting to the bottom and doing your research and really figuring out what companies you feel like you can trust Mm -hmm. and what farmers you feel like you can trust, um, that's going to be the best way you can do it. And that's why whatever you can control yourself is really going to be the best because you know exactly how you're doing it. Right, right. Um, So how do you, so how did you start finding, this was something that I asked you when you first started sharing this with me. I was like, okay, wait, hold on. How? Right. So I would love to know, how did you start finding the right, like, did you, was it, I I know we talked a little bit about trial and error. So was it similar in this case when you realized, okay, the seafood that I would be purchasing from the store may not actually be as great as I think it is. So I'm going to use this company over here. Like what did the process to finding these companies look like and how long did it take you to really find the right fit? And would you mind being willing to share even a couple of those resources that you would recommend? Yeah, for sure. Um, So it's just, it's taken time and it's taken trial and error. So there've Mm -hmm. been companies like in the beginning, we thought, okay, let's try to buy everything organic. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And there were companies like Annie's that we thought, Oh, Annie's is great. It's organic. And we're buying all kinds of Annie's stuff. Um, and then Annie's got bought out by a bigger company, and then we didn't really trust Annie much anymore, and some of their organic stuff has tested positive for glyphosate, so mm. we don't really buy Annie's anymore. Mm. Um, but it's things like that where we had to use certain companies and trusted certain things, and then we just, as we learn, we do better and change. Mm. Um, and I also, I'm constantly, like, listening to podcasts every 
documentary and docu-series out there that I can listen to. I am. Um, the Truth About Cancer was probably one of the first ones that I listened to probably five, six years ago mm-hmm. or watched and listened to. Mm-hmm. But I'll just play them while I'm doing dishes, while I'm folding laundry, um, while I'm making dinner. I'll have them kind of playing and listening and I'm learning things from that. So like this company that we buy our seafood from, um, I think they were on one of those documentary series and the owner, the actual guy that started it and stuff was on there talking and I just liked what he had to say it seemed really good Mm -hmm. um like a good company that we could trust and so we just started ordering all of our seafood from them and that's what we've been doing for probably five years now um but we no longer buy anything dairy any meats or any seafood or any eggs from the store Hmm. those are all things that we buy directly from farmers we provide ourselves or we buy from like the fishermen mm, yeah. <laughs> are catching it and yeah. they ship it to us frozen. Wow. Okay. So can you, would you be willing to share what the, for example, like the seafood company, like how do we find one of those? Do you just Google seafood company? Did you, did you ask friends? Like, no. So that one I found like through one of these um, documentary series that I was watching. Okay. It's Vital Choice is the company that we use. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there was another one. I'm trying to remember what it was called that I came across. And they have like a subscription plan too, where you can get a monthly box, you know, mm-hmm. I just kind of order ours in bulk anytime we need more stuff. And we have a freezer that we stock full of all of our meat and seafood and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like westernprice.org is a great website to look up and find good quality food near you and just to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, realmilk.com is another one. And I'm going to put a blog post together with like links and stuff for everybody. Um, but realmilk.com is another good one. And it um, kind of explains why real raw milk, um, not pasteurized milk that you buy in a store, why it's so much better um, and what the difference is between raw and pasteurized milk. And then it, there's a place where you can search to find um, farmers near you mm-hmm. that you can get milk from and milk products, um, dairy products. Uh, Vitacost is one that we order a lot of like pantry staples from as well as Azure Standard. Um, and then U.S. Wellness Meats, we order some meat from when we can't get it from local mm-hmm. farmers. Like meat, we don't buy meat at the store at all okay. from anywhere. Even from Whole Foods, I don't trust meat from any store. <laughs> okay, that's good to know. So just, local farmers or U.S. Wellness, you said? U.S. Wellness Meats. Okay, okay. And then Seafood from Vital Choice. Pretty much all of our like household beauty products we get from Young Living or we make our own mm-hmm. um, using real essential oils. And then Tech Wellness um, is a company that we use some of their products and learn a lot from them as far as like reducing EMFs. Yeah, I was going to ask about EMFs. That kind of <laughs> was another question yeah. I had because I feel like that's something we're all – sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I think that is something no. we're all kind of like wondering about because there's some yeah. research on it. But then there's other people who are like, no, it's no big deal. And I yeah. genuinely wonder like – are we living in an age that was similar to what happened, you know, back when everybody was smoking cigarettes and everyone just thought that was normal? Yeah. Just like we're all walking around with phones in our hands. And in like 30 years, is everyone going to be like, well, crap, that was dumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I'm <laughs> yeah. curious um, if you've done any research on that and what steps yeah. you're taking to like limit so EMF exposure. The steps you can take to eliminate EMFs and eliminate our exposure to them and um, how we recover from them and stuff are so easy to do that why wouldn't you just do it mm-hmm. just in case mm-hmm. you know yeah exactly <laughs> versus like waiting 30 years to say oh shoot well maybe I should have been doing that stuff. Mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so just a couple quick things that we do that tech wellness offers is there we have like a on 
on-off switch for our Wi-Fi modem, for our internet modem. Mm -hmm. So at night, we just hit the off switch, and it cuts power to our modem and Mm -hmm. turns off all the Wi-Fi in our house. And then in the morning, we hit the on switch, and it turns back on and turns on Wi-Fi in our house. Um, But we can turn that off and on anytime we want. And it literally just takes a few minutes to boot back up when we need it again. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's one big thing. And then we have, I have like, we use, what are these called? Smart or safe sleeve um, phone. Mm -hmm covers and we use those on like our ipads too mm-hmm. that help um block emfs when you don't need access to them try not to hold the phone to your head mm-hmm. like i'm on my headphones right now talking to you mm-hmm. um but just little things like that mm-hmm. are easy to do yep i just got my smart sleeve not too long ago <laughs> or safe sleeve awesome. or whatever it's called <laughs> yeah. so i was like all right we're making steps and another thing I that mean, is actually really helpful anyway yeah and just for anybody listening i think another thing that's really helpful too even if you're not you know even if you don't have an on off switch for wi-fi or anything is even just not sleeping by your phone at night like i think that's become such yes. a cultural thing like we yeah. even did that the first year or two of our marriage and then i realized like why are we doing that that's dumb because we were yeah. using it as an alarm clock when you can get on amazon and get an alarm clock for like seven dollars like, yeah. so, <laughs> um so we just turn them on airplane mode and we plug them in downstairs at night so they're not anywhere yeah. near us when we're sleeping it's just like little things like these these yeah we're already on our on our devices so much in our just daily lives from yeah. working at home and running businesses online and doing the things that we all do in this modern day and so it's kind of like okay but if there's eight hours of that window that you're completely unexposed that's probably ideal yeah. so yeah. yeah that's great i'm thankful that and you shared listen, that like- talking about any of this stuff like I'm not a doctor I'm not an expert mm-hmm. I haven't like gone to school for any of this stuff it's just something that I'm super passionate about mm-hmm. and we've dedicated a lot of years of our life learning this stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm just passionate about sharing what I know but yeah. I encourage everyone to do your own research and do what feels right for you and your family mm-hmm. um, and what feels doable for you without getting overwhelmed and just doing nothing yeah just taking one step at a time you're way better off like say you run out of you know your face wash and before you go buy more and run this, you know, buy the same one that you've been using for years, mm-hmm. look at the ingredients, yeah. start researching and figuring out what other brands you can buy and maybe try to switch to a healthier one. Mm-hmm. And then when you're ready to run out of your shampoo, fine, do the same thing, you know, just one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you will have everything switched out and you'll feel so much better and have so much more peace of mind mm-hmm. um, and not worry about what you're doing to your health. Yeah. And it's hard because, I mean, we grew up like, yeah. I mean, you just ate whatever and you, you know, I mean, you didn't really think about it that much, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. or the products that you use, you just, I mean, bath and body works and you mm-hmm. know, all this stuff. Like I, we grew up with that and yep. you didn't even think twice about it, yep. but now we're having to deal with the long-term effects of that stuff on our health mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, figure out how to reverse that and how to detox from all these things that we've exposed ourselves to for all this time. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's very eye-opening. Um, and I'm glad that you said that too. You know, I think the best thing we can do is share what we've, what we've learned or, you know, in our lives and say, these are things that work for us and check it yeah. out and do your research. So that's really what I want to make sure we highlight too. So I'm glad that you said that, but um, I would love to know you've done a lot more research than I have. I'm still feel like I'm like kind of a two month old in this. Like I'm a, I'm a, yeah. <laughs> I'm an infant at this whole thing, but it's definitely a lifestyle change that we're making. And it, it even is, I will say you highlighted kind of doing one product at a time. And that is something that we implemented. I focused mainly on like my personal skincare and like deodorants and things like that first. Yeah. And then I started thinking like, okay, now let me look on, let me look at detergents, you know, and then I swapped yeah. out detergents. And then once I got used to that, I was able to make more and more changes. And so 
now we're kind of at a place where pretty much everything we use is natural, but um, it took several months to kind of really find what we liked and what works. Um, I'd love your take on, do you have any recommendations of good um, like hair and skincare products? Um, If I mean, you know, you said something about making your own, but for someone who's just getting started and that feels way down the road, like that feels like, you know, MBA level and they're like, I'm a freshman at this. Um, what would you recommend being a good starting point? Would you recommend something like Dr. Bronner's? I know you use Young Living. Would you recommend um, like Seventh Generation? Like what are some of those brands that you could yeah. find at the store or on Amazon easily that would be a better alternative? I mean, a good first step is finding something that is as natural as possible, the least amount of ingredients that you can um, and look for the big things like sodium moral sulfate is going to be a big one that's in a lot of um, beauty products mm-hmm. that's a hormone disruptor. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you kind of know a lot of the big things, because almost every product now is saying like no phthalates and no parabens and no like all these keywords that they think people are looking mm-hmm. for. So it's not enough to just see that on a label. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you kind of have to do a little bit of a research and figure out, okay, what are the worst ingredients, the main ones that a lot of these products are using? Mm-hmm. Try to avoid those. Um, fragrance is a big one because companies can put fragrance under ingredients and that is um there's hundreds of chemicals that are um that fall under that category Mm. and so you don't really know what you're getting when it's fragrance but most likely it's some sort of synthetic made in a lab perfume um quality smell Mm. (laughs) that is doing all kinds of stuff to your health negatively Mm. um so i would say go fragrance free if you don't know where the fragrance is coming from and even a product saying that it's made with essential oils that doesn't necessarily mean anything either because most of the essential oils on the market are just synthetic fragrance that Mm. might smell like the real lavender and it might even test like the real lavender because the scientists have figured out how to make sure that the you know first 20 ingredients in the oil come up in the synthetic oil mm. when you test them so they might even test the same but they're they have no life it's a dead hmm. product it's made in a lab and they're hormone disruptors they're carcinogens um, and they're wreaking havoc on our health hmm. so look for companies that have minimal ingredients do research on the company, what their, you know, what they say their kind of motto is, what they stand by, um, and find ones that you feel like you can trust. You feel like they're really trying to do the right thing and not just say things that they think you want to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then keep researching and maybe you'll use one product for a while and then realize, Hey, I don't think this company is quite as clean as I thought it was. Mm-hmm. And let me find something else. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I mean, it's a rabbit hole. Yeah. It is. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going to say when you're, when you're doing that, is there a certain tool that you like to check on things? Like I know some people would recommend like the Think Dirty app or anything like that. Have you found that anything like that to be helpful um, when so making when, some of those switches? Yeah. When we first started, the Think Dirty app was great. It got bought out and um, just like so many other things and it's not good anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, you really just kind of have to do your research talk to people, um, you know, and just kind of look around and really dig deep into the companies. But I know it feels like a lot of work, but it's so worth it. Mm -hmm. It really is. Mm -hmm. And once you find a company you trust, like we trust Young Living and Young Living is just one of those companies that they listen to their people and we trust them. So we say, hey, please, please, please come out with a deodorant. We really want you to make a deodorant. And then the next year they'll release a deodorant or uh, makeup or, you know, different things that we ask them for. Mm -hmm. So we stick to a lot of their products just because we trust them. And I've, you know, been to their farms and been to their labs and I know 
the quality that they put into things. Mm. Um, but if you can find companies like that that you trust, then it takes a lot of that time investing into doing all that homework away because you just kind of know like okay I trust this company I don't have to you know research for days on the new product that they just came out with yeah yeah that's good okay so do some research start asking people I think a big thing too is even focusing on local like I think we've just gotten so commercialized that it's like okay but like do we have a farmer that lives two miles away yeah could we trade you know could we yes buy from them so that's where like westernprice.org and realmilk.com come in because you can search for farmers in your area okay and see what they provide Hmm. i have you ever heard of a um co i think it's called a co-op or something yeah where yeah yeah. okay so can you describe what that is because i just recently heard about it and i'm really interested in digging into it but i would be really curious to hear a little bit more about what you know about it so I think there are different ones that are set up slightly differently. It's basically just um, signing up with certain farms or farmers where you get like a box of mm-hmm. whatever they have in season. Um, and it could be like weekly, it could be biweekly, it could be monthly. Um, and it just depends on what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing like with the milk. So some states have it, it's illegal to eat or I guess to sell raw milk. Um, so farmers who have raw milk, they have to either, um, they can do like a cow share, which is what we did when we were in Colorado, where we actually had to like sign a contract and we had to commit to paying a certain amount weekly. And we owned a part of the cow technically. So then we huh. were entitled to our share of the milk. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of the way around it. Um, in Kentucky, we're able to buy it. But even like we were getting it from Indiana for a while and it had to be labeled as only for pet consumption. It couldn't be labeled as for human consumption. <laughs> so why is that? Is that because there's risks with it or is... Well, that's what they want you to believe. Yeah. I was <laughs> and say. we believed it. We believed it. Like we were a product of that for the longest time. I specifically remember, and Alvin remembers it too, when we were um, newly married and we were literally eating like McDonald's and Taco Bell and fast food and hot pockets and doritos and soda and like mm-hmm. candy <laughs> we were mm-hmm. eating all of the junk food and everything that we you know mm-hmm. just whatever was convenient and cheap um and somebody because we worked together um mm-hmm. we met working at nordstrom and somebody brought one of us a carton of eggs from their backyard chickens and mm-hmm. we literally threw them in the trash because we were so sketched out by like well we don't know anything about these people and about mm-hmm. these chickens yeah and is this safe we don't know so yeah. we literally threw them in the trash and did not eat them because we, we were so scared wow <laughs> of these we had backyard chickens and i'm telling chickens. you those eggs are so much better than store-bought <laughs> store-bought so eggs. much better but we didn't know yeah and it's just like they the food industry wants you to believe that growing your own stuff or getting it from a local farmer is like so dangerous and there Mm -hmm. might be all these you know harmful bacteria and stuff that we have bought into it so many Mm -hmm. people have and we did and Mm -hmm. now we'll take a carton of someone's backyard chicken eggs any day over any store-bought eggs Mm -hmm. even the ones that are labeled Mm -hmm. (laughs) that sound the best for their free range and Mm -hmm. you know yeah. All the keywords that they say to right. make you think they're good. Right. <laughs> well, I was going to say, okay, so this is a question that I have now too that's coming up is for those who can't, you know, raise chickens or move off to a farm and have their own garden and do all of those things. And even, you know, like I said, 
we can, you know, finding local farmers is helpful, but is there any suggestions that you would have or some first steps when it comes to pursuing self-sustainability and wellness? Like, are there some, like, is it possible to do like a small backyard garden? Like, what are some of those things that we could do if someone lives, let's say in a neighborhood or, um, in a little bit more of a suburban type setting? Well, you can plant things literally anywhere. Like if you have a window, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can plant something. You can start planting some herbs. Um, if you have a patio, you can do some container gardening. I mean, you can plant a tomato plant and it will do great in a container on mm-hmm. a patio. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's little things you can do. There are also a lot more um, community gardens going up, like mm-hmm. at churches and schools and stuff where they have some land and you can basically like rent part of the land to be your own little garden or go in with some neighbors or some other people in the community and garden together um, and kind of share the responsibility and share the harvest. Um, So there's lots of different options. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then even a lot of cities, you can have, they'll say, you know, you can only have five chickens or you can only have like our first house when we first moved out into the country, we had five acres, but we had an HOA. And they basically said, you can only have as many chickens as it takes to feed your family. You cannot like make any money off of them. You can't sell the eggs. You can't, Mm -hmm. um, you couldn't have chickens for meat mm-hmm. um but you could have as many as gave you enough eggs for your family mm-hmm. um and no roosters so a lot of uh neighborhoods have rules like that but you might be able to get a few chickens that give you enough eggs for your family mm-hmm. um or if you have a friend who maybe um has a little bit more land and you guys both have the same interests or same goals maybe they get the chickens and maybe you you know go by a couple times a week to help take care of them and feed them and mm-hmm water and you know you share the responsibility but there's ways to do it and there's ways to get creative and if you find other people who are kind of like-minded who have the same or similar goals Mm -hmm. um, you can kind of help work together and figure it out together Mm -hmm. Um, and even if you have to drive say it's two hours away to go get good quality raw milk once a week maybe you you know join a couple other friends or families and you take turns so you each make Mm -hmm. the drive once a month Mm -hmm. but you're all getting your you know fresh meat from a farm or fresh milk or whatever it is mm-hmm. um but there's ways to do it you just kind of have to do a little bit of digging and kind of get creative and just take one step at a time yeah absolutely one step at a time but that's good that's really helpful and I think there are simple things that we can do even if you're not 100% all in it's like I think any adjustment and change that we can make in this department has yes. to be beneficial um, and it's the same with our homes like we bought mm-hmm. a home that's was built in the 90s and we've renovated it or we're still renovating it um, but even the things in our home is we're doing this, we're evaluating, like when we p- we're painting, mm-hmm. we're going, okay, you know what, even the paints that say there are no VOC and non-toxic and stuff, is that the best we can do? Or is there a better option? And we end up finding a paint, um, I think it's a European company, Roma Bio, mm-hmm. but the paint is minerals. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's literally like the cleanest paint you can get. And mm-hmm. it actually helps clean the air in your home mm-hmm. for several years after you paint. So not only are there no toxic fumes, but it's actually helping to improve the air quality in your home too. Mm-hmm. Um, so Interesting. like, well, why not? Why wouldn't we just use that paint? And then like buying rugs and buying furniture and it's mm-hmm. like all these things that you can go, okay, is is this the best that we can do and how much toxins is this releasing into our environment that we're spending so much time in especially Mm. right now people we're spending so much time in our homes yeah yeah and you don't know what you're being exposed to just with your everyday stuff Mm. your blankets and your sheets and your you know just putting plants in your house can help clean the air in your house Mm. (laughs) like doing these little things you know one thing at a time and if you're going to paint, look at what paint you're going to use. And yeah. If you're going to put a new carpet, look at the carpet you're putting in. Don't go with the cheapest option that's releasing all kinds of VOCs into your air for years. 
What's a VOC? Can you define that for those who don't know? Um, it's basically toxins that it's putting into the air okay. that you're breathing in. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All the stuff we really need more of, right? <laughs> right. Um, yeah. No, that's actually really helpful to think about when either building a home or redoing a home or decorating a home, just all the things that we assume are fine. You don't even really think yeah. about, I didn't even think about mm-hmm. carpet. That's a good point. We're, um, we're putting in carpet upstairs right now and I'm like, oh, these carpets are terrible. <laughs> wow. How did you, so how do you find out if a carpet has, like, how do you find out the quality of a carpet? Like, that's a question I would have. Well, I basically just did a search online for like non-toxic carpet options. Hmm. And there's companies now that make like wool hmm. um, or natural fiber carpets and things like that. So you just kind of have to do your research. But literally anything you are thinking of replacing, just do a quick search for natural, non-toxic, whatever it is, and you'll find stuff online. Companies huh. to start looking into. and Yeah. Interesting. So interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um, one other thing I want to go back, circle back to the food thing really quick. I know that's a big part of your wellness journey. Um, what is your criteria that you have for the foods you eat? Like how do you make healthy eating a lifestyle? I know you touched on, I know you touched on organic and you touched on, um, trying to buy local, but is there anything that you're like, okay, if it has this ingredient or this is something I absolutely want to make sure that it does or does not have, do you have some baseline criteria that we could maybe wrap up with and just provide for someone who wants to start making these changes? Yeah. So for us, it go, it all comes down to, um, basically how God intended it. Right. What did he give us and what does he tell us in the Bible that's good for us? <laughs> yeah. So good. trying to go as unprocessed as possible, um, which is hard. It's a hard thing to do. Everything mm-hmm. is so highly processed. Yeah. Um, and that's what makes it so convenient for us. Right. It lasts mm-hmm. longer and it's easier to get. and It's cheaper, um, which is crazy that things that are more processed are cheaper. But mm-hmm. um, that's a whole nother topic. Um, but basically try to go in process as possible. So just by doing that, you'll eliminate a lot of the worst foods. So like sweeteners, um, we try to stick to pretty much like honey and maple syrup and like date sugar or date syrup because mm-hmm. they, they're very simple. You know where they come from. They're not highly processed. They actually have benefits to them. So it's not just sugar. Um, they have different, um, you know, minerals and vitamins and things like that in them. So they're actually beneficial to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and then same with like oils. Oils are some of the worst things for you, but all of the cheap, highly processed oils are in everything. Mm-hmm. So um, basically with oils, we try to stick to like coconut oil, olive oil, avocado oil. Um, and that's mainly that's yeah. pretty much it. So by, by trying to go as unprocessed as possible, you eliminate a lot of that stuff. But mm-hmm. so many products, like literally you go to the store and every product has vegetable oil, canola oil, mm-hmm. or sunflower, safflower oil in them. Mm-hmm. And those and are the highly processed are, ones? Yeah, they're highly processed. They're, they're byproducts. They basically come from, um, they're byproducts that were getting thrown away. And mm-hmm. the companies decided, hey, I think we can actually make some money off of this instead of just throwing it away. And so they started telling people that they were good to cook with, hmm. but they're, they're not good for our bodies huh. and they're highly processed, but they're cheap. They're mm-hmm. flavorless. Mm-hmm. So companies use them in everything. It's hard, hard, hard not yeah. to, to avoid those oils. It's really hard to find. I was going to say they're like everything. Like you order potato wedges, organic yeah. potato wedges, and then it's like, yeah, it's drenched in hydrogen oil. oil. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. I, now that actually, that brings up one last question. How does this work on the go? Like when we're at home and you're gardening and you're doing all the things and getting your, like you're in a rhythm, but what if you're traveling to go visit family or, um, 
you know, you're on the go for a work trip or something. How do, how do you maintain anything? I mean, I'm sure it's, I think it is a lot. I personally have found it's a lot harder to do, but what does that look like for you? And what recommendations would you have when we're not at home and we're trying to maintain the same or as close to the same type of lifestyle? So it is hard. Um, but we've even taken like cross country road trips with the kids, with the whole family and been able to do it pretty well. Um, like we eat, you know, restaurants or eat out here and there, but for the most part, we're able to avoid a lot of junk. Um, but by packing ahead, so we pack as much stuff as we can with us. And depending on if you're flying or driving, that's going to be, um, a big Mm -hmm. determining factor on how much you can actually take with you. Um, but things like jerkies, um, nuts and seeds, and then like pouches, there's different pouches that you can get. Um, both refrigerated and shelf stable that are at least organic. And I mean, yes, they're processed. It's not the same as eating an apple, um, but it's better than stopping at Taco Bell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And then, um, so basically just packing as much as we can. And then even just going to like a grocery store, instead of going to a restaurant or fast food place, you're going to make healthier choices. So you can go grab like an organic rotisserie chicken. Mm-hmm. And even if you're getting like a bagged salad that's organic mm-hmm. um, or some apples or bananas, um, you're way better off than going to a restaurant or getting fast food. Mm-hmm. So I know it's not always possible. And if you're with other people or people invite you out to eat or stuff like that, I mean, sometimes you just eat stuff that you don't really know where it came from mm-hmm. and you don't really know what's in it. And you're just doing the best that you can. You're not going to be perfect. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's able to eat super clean all the time. And GMOs and glyphosate and all of this stuff is so prevalent that it's, it's hard. Um, but we just do the best we can Mm, yeah (laughs) wherever we are right and that's the thing I think again it comes back to that grace-based approach and doing what you can with what you have where you are and I think that applies to so many things in life but I wanted to you know just have this conversation because there's so many things that are eye-opening and they can be overwhelming and to anyone listening who's like oh my god I have to change everything and you know if you're feeling like oh my gosh this is a lot um I just want to encourage you to just take this information with you know, again, a grace-based approach and say, okay, maybe instead of just taking everything at face value, like, oh, it says it's plant-based, therefore it must be great. Um, You know, just taking some time to do some research. And I know you said that Think Dirty got bought out. So do you have any other recommendations if someone's like, okay, but if I Google it, how do I know if Google's even right? Like, do you have any, um, do you use a certain, (laughs) right, exactly. So do you use a certain app or a certain tool that kind of helps that's a little bit more reliable? Um, And if so, what would you recommend? Because I think that would be a really great starting point. Yeah, well, it's hard and I feel like it's getting harder because Google and so many of these search engines are, um, creating making it harder for us Mm -hmm. to find this information um and making it really confusing so it's i don't have an app or a certain website the western price one is really good um and even like they have a cookbook i'm trying to know what it's called it's like traditions healthy traditions or something Mm -hmm. um that's really good that talks a lot about our food and where it comes from and what better choices you can make and stuff um but it kind of just takes some learning, like look up different podcasts, find some Mm -hmm. podcasts on like organic gardening or on, you know, from like uh, functional medicine doctors. There's a lot of them out there that have really good podcasts with a lot of really good information and just start listening and reading. Audible is another thing that I use a lot. I find books on there and um, 
I'm not a big reader. Like I sit down to read and my mind wanders or I fall asleep. Um, but Audible, I can listen to it. I can do it while I'm in the shower, while I'm cooking, while I'm doing dishes, while I'm folding laundry. Um, and I just retain a lot of information that way. So mm-hmm. I get a lot of books on Audible and just kind of listen to them here and there to learn stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so I encourage you just to just really start researching, start listening, start looking at things. Um, but it's not just an easy solution. I wish there yeah. was like one place you could go and it gave you all the answers mm-hmm. and would point you in the right direction. But it's yeah. just not. But that's why I'm so passionate about sharing with people what I've learned because I've taken so much time to learn all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, and so I can at least kind of help point people in the right direction to get yeah. started with like westernprice.org and realmilk.com and right. um some of those resources that we found. Yeah, that's great. You guys check out those resources. I think that is a great starting point. And again, you may not find the perfect product to begin with, but I bet by just trying to make the switch, that's getting you a step yes. closer. Even if you're eliminating, yes. eliminating, if you're going from a product that has all toxic chemicals to a third as much, like that's better than having yes. everything that we've just assumed is fine. So start yeah. doing some of that research. This is so helpful to kind of help us understand what we're really need to be looking out for. Um, and, and even some resources on where to start. Taryn, where can everyone learn more from you if they want to follow your journey um, as you are building your healthy home and really sharing a lot of this information? Yeah, so I share a lot on Instagram and in stories and saving the highlights and stuff. Um, on Instagram, I'm just Taryn.Robinson. It's T-E-R-Y-N. Um, and then I have a website blog that I've not really been updating for the last few years. Um, but I'm going to get back to updating that some more too, especially with all that's going on with social media and more and more people walking away from it, Mm -hmm. um, and stuff being censored and stuff. So I'm going back to getting my website updated. I'm going to put a blog post together with links to all this stuff and a lot of this information for you guys, um, to reference later too. And then um, I'll be sharing more there too on our homesteading and farming journey as we learn and grow. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing what you have learned and just helping us feel empowered to start and to take kind of charge of this area of our life that I think it can be so easy to just live on autopilot and accept anything at face value. It's just important to um, dig a little bit deeper and ask some of the hard questions and do our research. So we appreciate you sharing what you have learned and um, even some starting points for us. It really is helpful and we appreciate everything you've shared. You're welcome. And one other thing real quick that I forgot to mention is water is a huge source of a lot of toxins. Mm, That's good to know. (laughs) So look into getting a good water filter and a whole house one is best. Mm. And that way you're because even you absorb so many toxins in the shower Mm. because you get that heat and it's opening up your pores. Um, and then you're just covering yourself in all that water and there's so much junk in our water. Even if you live on a well, you still probably have glyphosate in your water. Mm. Um, so that's one big thing too is look at your water and get a good filter. Awesome. Awesome. All right, you guys, Sorry, water so filters. Many different avenues to this. No, this is great to know. Good to know. Water filters, uh, westernprice.com, realmilk.com. Go yeah. start checking it out, do your research and building your healthy home one step at a time. Thanks for tuning yeah. in today. And I'm guys. seriously happy to answer so many like I'm happy to answer questions. So feel free to message me too through Instagram or my website. Awesome. Awesome. Ask all the questions and start building your home. You guys, this is so fun. (laughs) Yes. Let her help you. If you're stuck, she's a great resource. Taryn, thanks again. It was so fun to chat. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley. 
and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content, and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. When it comes to buying your first home, everyone has questions. Can we even afford to buy a house right now? Well, I need to negotiate. How do I even negotiate? Luckily, a REMAX agent has answers. Hey, Brian, those are really good questions. They are? Thanks. It's my first time buying. I work with first-time buyers all the time. I got you. REMAX agents have more experience than other real estate agents. Visit REMAX.com or download the REMAX app to find the right agent. The right agent can lead the way. Each office independently owned and operated.